Hello, friends. Last week, we started talking about some of the quotes by Margaret Mead, a cultural anthropologist. And so we're going to continue to look at some of her quotes and talk about them, or at least, you know, share my thoughts, as it were. All right. So next quote, always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. I'm going to read that again. Always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. When I hear this one, I go back to that scene in the first Incredibles movie where, you know, Dash is arguing for all the things he wants to do. And he's arguing that, you know, his powers make him special and his mom's like, everyone's special. And his response was, then that means no one is. And later that sentiment is repeated by the villain of the of the movie Syndrome when he says, you know, when everyone's super, no one will be. This idea that if there truly is a level playing field, that nobody is unique. If everyone's unique, then no one's unique. And so I see me taking that stance and arguing no, if everyone's unique, then everyone is unique. And at first when I read this, I did take it as a negative, but I'd never think about it. I just talked myself into a circle there. <laughs> um, but it's like snow. Every snowflake is unique. It's true. No two snowflakes are alike. So that does not mean that they're not unique because they're all unique, it's, I don't, I feel like I'm going in circles here. I hope you get my point. It's that recognizing that somebody else is special and unique does not take away from your own uniqueness. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say here. Often we see, maybe there's a friend of ours who is exceptional. Maybe they make more money than we do. It might be that they're more talented than we are. Maybe they have more followers on whatever platform they dedicate themselves to. Maybe they're just more popular at work or with the family or amongst your friend group. Whatever it is, we often look at how special they are and we somehow subconsciously believe that takes away from our ability to be special and unique when often if I'm being honest with myself speaking personally I am not really giving myself to what makes me special and unique so I might have something to offer the world but if I'm choosing not to if I'm choosing not to engage with my talents and abilities then no no one will see what makes me special and unique will they because I'm not using those things. And someone else's success does not mean that there is less for me. But in a world where only those who are the most special become recognized, it can make us feel as though we are just a drop of water in the ocean, unique but unseen. Unique, but 
undiscovered. And in those moments, I have to challenge myself and ask myself, what is the point for me? What is it that I value about what I do? So as let's look at my my profession as a teacher. I will go on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, and there are teachers who have these accounts that have thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of followers. And everyone's telling them what a great teacher they are and how amazing they are. And oh my goodness, this thing you shared is so awesome. And there are days when I see that and I immediately become so bitter because I'm just thinking, well, I do that and no one's praised me for it. And I made a video about that and no one saw it. And somehow I I allow that to get into my head and I use that as an excuse to think less of myself. And then I have to ask myself, well, why do I do what I do? What is the point of me being a teacher? And so for me, the purpose of teaching is to equip children to live meaningful lives. And I am doing that. Am I recognized by the world? No. Does everyone see it? No. But does that mean that I'm any less of a success than the YouTube teacher with their with all their followers and fans and it doesn't their success does not mean there's less room for me to be successful i never made it a goal to be a youtube star and that might not be something i can do we can't do everything but the purpose of what i do still exists all right so let's take a look at the next quote We won't have a society if we destroy the environment. We won't have a society if we destroy the environment. Now, when I first read this, I immediately thought about the environment as in the earth, trees, owls, or whatever. And while technically that's true, if we don't have an ecosystem, then there's nowhere for us to live, and there's nowhere for humans to live, and there's no need for human society... But I think that this also applies to the cultural environment, right? If the fabric of our culture comes apart, then we also will not have a society. If there is some sort of, I don't know, situation where our entire government breaks down, then our society, as we know it, would cease to exist. Think about the French Revolution and the way that their society was turned on its head during that during that time. Very tumultuous time period. And whether you agree with what happened during the French Revolution or not, for better or for worse, their society as they know it was forever changed. Just like the American colonies, when they successfully separated from Britain, that that society was gone, and a new one was born in its place. And that can be very scary if you are sold on this current the way the society currently is operating. When you look at all of the political and social unrest in our country right now, this is the battle. It is 
the battle for society itself, it, on a subconscious level, we know that if we change our cultural environment, our political landscape, that our society will change along with it. Think about how just technology and social media, that changed our cultural environment and it has changed our society. And that is something that I need to spend more time thinking about. I think we all need to spend a little bit more time thinking about what is it that we're trying to preserve and is it worth preserving? Because while this quote sounds like a warning, it might also just be advice. If we want our society to change, then maybe we do need to dismantle certain parts of our social environment, our cultural environment, in order to make changes within our society. So, I don't know, it's something to think about. You know, that if we want our society to change, we do need to change the environment, the political environment, the cultural environment. Otherwise, you're, well, as Jesus would say, you're putting new wine into old wineskins. It doesn't work. The old wineskins are too brittle. They won't, they can't flex and new wine expands. There's still gas is expanding there. So new wine has to go into new wineskins. So if we want our society to change, we do need a new environment to build it in. And I think that oft, a lot of times we're trying to keep our old environment, but, in, but bring in change. And then those who are still, who still prefer the old environment don't want that, right? Because they know that it's going to break, you know, a new, a new society will shatter the old environment or the old environment will stifle and crush that new society. So I just want to think about if you want your world and your culture to change, the environment has to change too. And if you're trying to keep it the same, well, then you're going to have to preserve things as well. So it's all about what is it that you're really after? Do you really want something new? We say we want new, but do we want things to change? Something to think about. All right, so our third quote for today is this. What people say, what people do, and what they say they do are entirely different things. What people say, what people do, and what they say they do are entirely different things. This makes you think of when uh, in the classroom when a student says something hurtful to another student and then when I correct them, their response is, well, I was only joking. And then I'll usually tell them, well, in your mind, you were joking, but what you actually did was hurt that person's feelings. What you actually did was insult them. And so you do need to apologize, not for joking, but for the result of your words. And I think sometimes that can be, that's something we as adults need to keep in mind. When somebody 
corrects us for something that we say, and they inform us something that we said was harmful or hurtful, our reaction often is to be defensive. And to say, well, no, 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 this is what I was trying to say, this is what I was trying to do, and we don't want to acknowledge the fact that, in reality, we hurt somebody. And you can argue that people are being defensive or hypersensitive or whatever, but the reality is that they are hurting. That's it. At the end of the day, they are hurting. Whether we want to admit it or not, they are hurting. And if we choose to ignore that they are hurting, that is what we are doing. And you could say that, yeah, you could believe that you're just, well, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say, and that's their problem. And you can believe that, but the reality is you are ignoring another person's pain. And it's hard to care about another person's pain when we don't see it. It's, it's hard. It's hard to worry about it because it feels like people are just trying to change you. And this is where it goes both ways, doesn't it? Because you feel attacked even as others are telling you that they feel attacked by you. And now we are in a situation where both sides, they're ex what they're experiencing, what they say they're experiencing, and what they say they are doing, there is a miscommunication. And it's not matching up. And even as I'm talking about this, all I'm thinking about are the different cultural opinions that are happening in our society right now. And even as I'm talking about this, you might already be thinking about those things yourself. You might already be bristling and irritation at my words because it sounds like I am supporting the other side, whatever side the other side is for you, by saying that you need to be caring about how the other person reacts. Like, no, 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 no. Like, right? That's, a, that's the immediate feeling. No, it's not my problem. It's their problem because they're horrible because they're doing this awful thing. And I have heard both my very conservative and my very liberal friends say things to that effect. And this is where I often find myself alone because I don't 100% agree with anyone. I believe that we are so busy fixating on what I was talking about earlier, the environment that we're trying to preserve or create that we forget that we have a human being in front of us that we're talking to. Or we're more concerned about what we're going to say when we go back and tell our tribe how we interacted with that person. Right? So it doesn't matter if I've hurt your feelings. What matters is that when I go back, that I can tell my friends, hey, I this person said this and I said this. Ha ha. And like, yeah. And so, and there, there's agreement from them and so that's more what I'm worried about is what my tribe says about me 
but what my tribe thinks about me. And I've said and a billion times. <laughs> Need to work on that. That disparity between what we say and what we do, what we say we are doing, often comes down to intent and humility. Meaning, what is it that we intend to do? And then, how much of our pride is involved when we are called out for missing the mark between what we intend and what we're actually doing? I hope that one made sense. I kind of went in all kinds of directions there, so that one might not have tracked. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what I just said, about all three quotes. Um, even if, if you think I didn't make any sense, please let me know, or if you think I was completely off base there, I'd love to hear that as well. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Maxwell or Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. I'm also on TikTok as Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. Please feel free to reach out to me. Send me a DM. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear from you. All right, friends, for now, it's time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. <laughs>